Hi, my name is Chris Little, and I am the host of The Lifestyle Chase. In 2018, I started this show to have meaningful conversations. I've interviewed over a hundred different people, both in and out of the fitness industry. This podcast is something I'm incredibly proud of. Welcome to season four. Thanks for joining me. All right, so we are back. And you know, one thing that I've realized, like if if you are looking for a laugh, go back in the episodes and see how many times I start off the show with all right. Maybe I'll uh, stop doing that. Maybe I'll keep it up. Maybe it'll be a thing that I become known for. But um, I do acknowledge it. I realize it's happening. And with that being put aside, we are back with my good friend, Alex McBarity. We're going to do the third of four segments for today. And I'm going to get him set up for success by introing the conversation that we're going to have. And ironically, the topic is how to have tough conversations. And I'll kind of give some of my own personal experiences with that. I would have to say, as I've refined my own personal ability to have tough conversations, it's helped me to receive and actually action feedback in my life. It's helped me with that growth mindset that we talked about in an earlier segment. It's helped me to get more experiences in my career, um, get more opportunities, and become a better friend and family member. But uh, Alex, I know that this is a topic that you know a lot about. It's something that you've spoken to frequently. And let's, uh, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the tough conversations, Chris. Here's, so here's the thing with tough conversations. And the one that I'm explicitly going to talk about is probably the toughest conversation of all. It's the conversation we have with ourselves. That's the one I think that's hardest for most people to have. And actually, I talk about this a lot in my coaching program with my clients. It's one of the first uh, in, the, in the video section, one of the first videos that they watch. And it's a concept that we refer to as radical introspection. Introspection, of course, being the ability or the skill to look inwards in ourselves at our emotional states, at our thoughts, at our beliefs, and be able to kind of critically evaluate what's going on and kind of connect the dots of maybe why we're thinking a certain thing or why we're behaving in a certain way based on prior experiences, based on our environment, based on the situation, et cetera, to have a really good understanding of ourselves. And the radical part of that is, of course, being able to practice that skill of introspection despite the information you uncover not being good, right? So uncovering maybe the, the, the negative parts of ourselves, of our personality, or the, the parts of our thinking process or belief system that may not be in our best favor for what it is that we actually want, right? So, you know, in the previous segments we talked obviously a lot about the difference between fixed and growth mindsets. We talked a lot about fixed mindset and perfectionism in the last one. And so this one's interesting because what we're really talking about now is growth mindset, the kind of peak growth mindset experience, which is, again, we can get better. We can learn, we can practice, we can develop, we can grow. And it's not until we firmly believe that about ourselves, that we're firmly uh, indented a growth mindset into our belief system that then we open up the ability to really truly have the tough conversation on a daily basis with ourselves about maybe where it is that we're falling short, 
also where we're doing really, really well, but where we're falling short and where we need to improve. Right. So obviously in the fitness context, this is, we're trying new diets. We're not seeing success. We're trying extreme workout programs that are promising fast results and none of that stuff's working. And so we blame it on the diet. We blame it on the workout program. We blame it on the circumstances of our life. We're working too much, too many social events. Don't want to give this up. Don't want to sacrifice that. And in so doing what we're neglecting is whether or not we're actually doing the very basic stuff that we need to do to make anything change about our fitness, right? Are we, are we actually ready to start making some of the changes? Are we actually ready to still go to social events, but indulge a little less or make different choices? Are we, are we ready to turn down holiday desserts that our neighbor baked for us without us asking, right? Or accepting, but not eating. Maybe we re-gift it. Maybe we share it at our family holiday. It's one less thing you have to cook, whatever the case may be, however you solve that problem. But are we even willing to begin thinking about strategic plans to get around those things. And so what happens is we go through the process, go through the process, but we're not really going through the process. We're kind of fake going through the process, right? We're not actually changing anything. We're trying surface level stuff, superficial changes. And we're convincing ourselves that it's not working because there's something wrong with us, right? We're not doing, we're not able to be successful because no plan that we try is actually working. So we turn that internal causality of failure, that attribution of failure into ourselves. Instead of the alternative, which is being able to have that tough conversation with yourself okay, I tried this new program and it didn't work. What could I have done better? Where did I fall short? Where could I have logged my food a little better? Where could I have focused on protein a little more? Where could I have ate out a little less? Where could I have gotten the workout in even if I only did half of it instead of skipping the whole thing, right? Tying that perfection, isn't it? You know what I mean? We don't realize it to be perfect. Any, any improvement is improvement to any degree. So if we truly want to make serious, long lasting changes, we have to have to be able to have that radical introspection. We have to develop that skill. We have to be able to have that tough conversation with ourselves to know exactly where all the skeletons are hidden about ourselves. Right. I consider myself a very introspective person. I know the things that I do that probably drive people crazy. I know the things that people really enjoy about my personality. In my relationship, I know the things I do that drive Katrina crazy. She is not short to tell me about it either. But I understand that about myself. I know that that's there. So I can either choose to work on it if it's something that I want to change, or I can just acknowledge that it's there and know that that might have a play into what's going on. Right? And that's the thing too, is just because you have that understanding of yourself doesn't necessarily mean you're motivated to change it. Although if it's the bad stuff, it might be worthwhile to, to figure out a way to do so. But even just the understanding that that's how you operate, that this is how you're going to act in these future situations because of who you are, is really useful information to know, right? 
So with all of that being said, to kind of draw the listeners and viewers in, um, I know that both of us have had lots of tough conversations with ourselves, and we've had to make lots of changes through our life and pivot and adapt and be open to feedback. But like, let's think about the example that feels heaviest, where you have had a tough conversation with yourself and you've had to learn and grow. Uh, what's the most heaviest um, instance of that for you that you can recall? The heaviest instance of that, it probably has to do with balancing my work life and my personal life. I work a lot. And I don't complain because I'm passionate about what I do. I've been growing my business. I get to work on something that I created. I get to help people in the process of doing that. I get to take care of people and watch them go through many of these changes and, and triumphs that we're talking about uh, with regards to the span of these episodes. And that's very a very fulfilling thing for me, right? It kind of fills my bucket in addition to providing some good in the world. But in so doing over the years, I've had to learn in what ways that's negatively impacted my social life, relationships with my friends, relationship with my girlfriend, relationships with my family, and how there have been times where I've prioritized business when I should have prioritized family, right? And also vice versa. Maybe there are times where there was a social event that I probably didn't even really care to go to and I went anyways. And maybe I could have done something more productive than that, right? So it's kind of very, that's the challenge of these conversations. They are very nuanced. There's not a very clear cut objective truth to be had. It depends on what it is you value. It depends on what your goals are with your life. It depends on, um, you know, all of these different factors interplaying with each other in a very complicated manner, ever-changing situations from one day to the next and, and what stage we're at in our life that is very nuanced. And so the more understanding we can have, the better able we'll, the better able we are to put into context these conversations at these moments in our life, knowing when to prioritize family instead of work or vice versa. So with that being said, what was the biggest insight that you had to, that led to this realization? Like at some point there was like a tipping point, um, something happened. What was that for you? A lot of things happened, Chris, a lot of things happened, but I would tell you, so, you know, it's having a very close friend group that we used to hang out all the time. And now there's some of them that I only see a couple of years, a couple of times, a couple of, a couple of times a year now who live right around the corner from me who we used to hang out every weekend, every day, not getting the same invitations to events that I used to get with these people because I was always prioritizing work. It's personal relationships being um, more distant than they used to be because of prioritizing that work, right? So in seeing, you know, one of my values is connection. It's connecting with people, it's learning about people. And, and that's fantastic from, my clients, I learn about them. I talk to them very frequently. I get to know them on a very deep level, but realizing that I was neglecting the people that were already in my life. So putting more emphasis on connecting with new people and not enough with continuing the connections with, with people in my life. I think that's such an important takeaway and it's something that I can kind of, uh, relate to myself. I find that I work 
a lot, a lot, a lot. And something that's been helpful for me is just like scheduling the time with your core people. Like you're not going to have time for everybody, but for myself, I'm quite close with my parents and my siblings. And so I just like carve out time for them. And then I can't put work into that box. I can't do anything else. It's just that's my time with them. And so hopefully if people are like feeling seen in this segment of the show, um, just take some action, put put some uh, coffee dates and some um, just fun afternoons in your calendar so that you keep the listings constant. Because when it comes down to it, when it comes to growth and when it comes to sustainability, you need those like constant connections. Um, it's a big benefit of me having this podcast to be able to connect with my people from far away. But uh, we're going to uh, cap this one off. We will continue with a new segment. But uh, make sure that if you are just tuning into this episode, check out the other ones and check out Alex's past appearances on the Lifestyle Chase. But without any more delay, we will uh, close this one off.